Hey everyone, my name is Dave Nixon and welcome to the Peak and Flow podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about the single biggest constraint that gets in the way of people's personal growth. For, for the most part, people want to get better. They genuinely, genuinely, and generally, probably, want to improve in the areas that they want to excel at. One of the challenges, and we can try and pinpoint it down to many different things from either the participation trophy generation to you know, feelings over facts or whatever the case might be. Maybe they're just symptoms, who knows? But there is one lever here, one leverage for change that, w- that, that if addressed and if practiced can fundamentally shift people's capacity to grow. It'll, it'll literally remove the buffer between the feedback they receive and their ability to take that feedback on. The constraint... The single biggest constraint is personalizing feedback. It is that simple. It is people's personalization of the feedback that they receive. Now, there's probably, it, this can be, of course, nuanced with, well, is the feedback, you know, the person giving the feedback, is that, are they being polite? Are they being nasty? Are they giving it in the best interest of the person receiving the feedback? All of that stuff. Now, that stuff that I just mentioned there, all of that is out of your control. Either person can be nasty, the person may have capacity where they're thinking of their own business or themselves when they're giving the feedback, new secondary. All of those things may be true, but they are outside of your control. What's within your control is how you respond to the feedback because it simply is just information feeding back to you. And we have external feedback, we have internal feedback. It is literally just information feeding back. Feedback is not personal. It is not positive or negative in nature. It is simply information feeding back to you. And how you use that to be generative in nature with it is profoundly the difference between excelling, moving forward, and moving forward fast, or defending yourself. Now... There may be nuanced situations where you have felt the need to defend yourself in different situations. At the at the end of the day, and most days, it is feedback to take on board to be able to go, is this useful for me or not? And I want to talk through that today. So you need feedback. In order to improve and get better at anything, you need feedback. Now, a skilled leader or coach may have a skill set in how they provide that feedback and they adapt it as necessary. But at the core of it is actually up to you in how you seek the feedback and how you ask questions about it and really like paying attention to your internal feedback, what's going on for you internally when you're receiving that external feedback. Because in order to improve, we need feedback, but we don't need protection. So what can happen is that we might have feedback that we don't really like and we feel threatened. And and, and people may even commonly say certain things such as like, I feel threatened, I don't feel safe, I don't feel yada yada. I don't know what yada yada means, but (laughs) in relation to those types of things. But commonly that's our brain going, you know, if I'm rejected from this group, it's actually saying something about me personally that I'm not good enough and that I can never get things right. And it's connected, it's blended with self-worth, which it fundamentally just is not. Some bodies, subjective, even if it's filled with experience, 
opinion and thoughts on your situation and your skill set has fundamentally nothing to do with your self-worth. It's our confusion of blending our self-worth with somebody else's perception, perception of our ability to do something that gets in the way. And so we need feedback. We don't need protection. Otherwise, we're using a part of our brain that thinks we're going to be exiled and lonely and have to be out of the village. That's not how the world works nowadays. But yet our nervous system and meaning making can still catch us off guard and be in that space. So the sooner that we can depersonalize feedback, not just depersonalize it, but seek it out actively, the faster we're going to improve in whatever area we're attempting to improve in. It really simple. It is the biggest leverage for change. The there's a couple of different ways that we can go about not only seeking feedback but also how we receive it. Firstly, though, one of the key things on feedback is that the faster we can seek feedback and the faster we get feedback and the faster we can move through what's really called the three R's, which is receive, reflect, and respond. The faster we can move through that, the more desensitized we get to people's feedback. If we're able to have perspective on the fact that feedback is true and incomplete, everyone's feedback is true and incomplete because they will have a perspective which is still, you know, filtered with a bias and a lens. And if we're able to utilize that feedback rather than thinking that that feedback is a truth, then that's when we really step into our power and really start growing exponentially because we're able to see feedback as an opportunity for growth rather than as something to defend um, and protect ourselves from. So what are the three R's? Well, we want to receive, reflect, and then choose our response. And our ability to seek feedback from trusted sources, or all sources really, but let's say trusted sources, to be able to seek feedback and then receive it openly, open heart, open gut, open mind. And as we're receiving it, catching anything that we're making about ourselves and putting it aside as a perception of a skill set that I'm aiming to work on. We see it objectively, we're able to actually take it on board and utilize it objectively. It's when we make it about ourselves, once again, that gets in the way. So we receive it. We reflect on it in the sense of going, is that a pattern? Is that true? Have I seen that show up? Have I heard it before? Uh, if I was to take this feedback on and use it, what would that look like? What would that feel like? What would that sound like? How could that play out? So we actually bring in a, like a, a layer of curiosity to it. There's a layer of um, engagement and almost play with this. Curiosity with a sense of future, a sense of optimism a sense of playfulness allows us to receive that feedback and see how that could play out had we utilize it instead of personalizing it and then response how do we how how are we going to choose to respond to the feedback and and our reflection of that feedback and what i mean by that is in like if we're aiming to develop and grow and improve are we going to you choose a response where we can take that feedback on and try it on and see how it feels and see what if it's going to work for us moving forward ourselves? Um, we get to choose our response. So receive the feedback, reflect on the feedback, and then choose your response. The opposite of this is what I would say the three Ds, 
which is defend, deflect, and efficient. When we get feedback, we defend it. It's like, oh, no, that's, you know, it doesn't always happen that way, actually. We defend or we deflect it. Oh, well, you know, it's different because that person did this. We don't actually take it on board. We deflect it, which is a part of defending anyway. Or we think we're deficient. Not just from, because there's a difference between worth and confidence. Self-confidence and self-worth are not the same thing. Unfortunately, we blend them sometimes and our confidence in uh, producing a particular skill gets blended with we're not very good as a whole, my worth, and then I steer away from trying new things because trying new things that I suck at means I'm a failure, which means I'm a bad person and not worthy of love and so forth. So, separate things. But if we... If we catch this and we are we are not aware that we're labeling the feedback as a deficiency in ourselves rather than simply an area to improve on, um, if you look at those three things, defend, deflect, and deficient, if we do those three things, they are holding us back from catapulting to our growth and potential fundamentally. And these are the things that I see time and time and time again get in the way. And I've experienced myself. I've seen these things get in the way of people really showing up and really leaning into what's possible for them. And the key thing is that they just personalize their feedback. So to round this out, follow the three R's, actively seek out feedback from trusted sources. And what I mean by trusted sources are sources that you know have your best interests at heart. And it doesn't mean that Everything they say is going to feel nice and feel good and feel squishy, and it shouldn't. The, the feedback really should be, um, what information do I need to be able to be the person I could be? And if things come up for you that you find um, challenging or you know hurt your feelings, it may not be to do with the feedback. It may be to how you're personalizing the feedback because it's not about you it's about your skill set and if we see our skill set as static fixed then we're going to struggle big time if we see our skill set as uh, growth and dynamic and process driven as in it's a continual development then this feedback will allow us to compound our skill sets over time Remove the personal from the feedback, seek the feedback, receive it, take it on board, continue to grow. And on that note, team, I'm done. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, it'd mean the world to me. If you share it with someone else that you think would also benefit from this podcast. If you haven't already, you can find out more about my courses and programs at peakandflow.com.au and our retreats. Uh, And on top of that, you can also grab a copy of my book, Mining Yourself. Um, But that's me done. I'm out for today. Until next time, peace and pizza. See you soon.